1: It's all right here on Law of Attraction Talk Radio. Well, welcome to another show of Law of Attraction Talk Radio. I'm Jules from beautiful Southern California, and I'm so delighted that you are here with me today. We are talking about the energy of abundance, practical advice, and spiritual wisdom to achieve anything you want in life by author Phyllis King. It's a great book so I think you're going to find our conversation very interesting. Now I got to tell you about last week because it was so amazing and I just got to share that in the beginning of July mm, I had quite a bit of time on my hands to reflect on what I'm doing. The network and the radio show and the magazine it was that time during that Full moon that kind of brings up these emotions that you've been ignoring, right? Well, it brought it up in me because I was so busy and now I had the time to really reflect. And I've got to be honest, when I'm recording the show, sometimes I feel like I'm just talking to the wall. I very rarely get to see my listeners, let alone have a conversation with them. So it's like, how do I know that I'm even on the right track? How do I know if I'm making an impact? Should I even be continuing all this? You know, I'm putting in a lot of work, but I'm not hearing that they are liking it because after a show ends it kind of just goes dark I have no communication so I decided to ask the universe to give me a sign letting me know whether I should stop what I'm doing or keep moving forward keep doing what I'm doing you know here's the truth I'm human I do need to know if I'm on the right track so the only thing i can do is ask the universe for a sign and i did i said please give me clarity and let me know what it is make sure that i can fully comprehend the sign that it kind of hits me right between the eyes that i cannot doubt for a minute that the sign is there so after that I just went about my business and some really amazing things started to happen. <sighs> I started getting emails from listeners and many of them were asking for hypnosis sessions. I got a wonderful email from this beautiful gal, this this young mother from France who happens to be a longtime listener and who wanted a hypnosis session and when we got onto that Skype video I got to tell you we had such a wonderful time we had a great hypnosis session but oh my goodness I felt like she's been a friend of mine for years it was so wonderful to connect with the listener oh she was the sweetest thing oh I just loved her And then I got to do another Skype conversation with another longtime listener in the UK who is named Chris. And we had a terrific conversation, which we got to brainstorm together. It was so much fun. Again, it felt like, wow, I have known Chris for years. And he had been listening for a long time. He is just the sweetest guy in the world and then i had two of the most brilliant people in the world i'm not kidding they were smart oh just delights this couple drove 70 miles to have a private hypnosis session with me in palm springs that means i got to enjoy these two for a couple of hours and it was so magnificent I mean totally both of them are brilliant they're into the law of attraction they're listeners and i just have the time of my life i even got facebook comments from my friend kennedy an optometrist student at madonna university in nigeria Telling me about his experience getting to the stage where I was speaking. Now, he was also a listener to the show and he was determined to get through 10,000 people to get to that stage so he could have a picture with just me. Wow! Wow! Oh my goodness! And then I started receiving all these acknowledgments from people, listeners. On how the show has impacted their life. I couldn't believe it. Literally I had a hundred emails. Now I didn't ask for anybody to send me anything. I silently asked the universe to give me a big sign. And the universe did. As a matter of fact in the middle of the night I awoke. And I just laid there in total awe, with tears streaming down my face, with unbelievable gratitude. Oh, wow, I am doing my life's purpose. And then I thought to myself, well, why didn't I just pick this up? Why didn't I know this intuitively? And the answer is because I became so distracted with day-to-day life that I stopped that feeling of connectedness to something that is totally invisible. And you know what? Sometimes you just need that reassurance that the universe has got your back. And the universe is more than willing to prove to you that you can trust this infinite divine intelligence. So the reason why I am mentioning this is because, as I said, we're all human. We all have to go through these emotions. That's what we came to this planet to experience, emotions. And we all get distracted by work and activities and frustrations. But instead of staying disconnected for a long period of time... All we have to do is connect to the universe by asking for signs and I can promise you this the universe will always always answer you this infinite intelligence that is the co-creator with you in your hologram will deliver to you exactly what you are seeking and in my case i needed clarity that i was on the right path i'm not ashamed of asking for clarity i'm not ashamed of saying to you i'm a human i have emotions I get frustrated, I can get angry, I can get sad, I can get disappointed. But the benchmark is how long do I stay there before I'm willing to ask the universe for help. And today, I'm not willing to wait a long time because I really like to be happy. So today, just take the time to quiet down. And simply ask the universe to deliver you a sign that will give you clarity on an issue. Then let go of it and you will happily be amazed at what the sign is. You know, I got to tell you this one story because I I still get amazed by it. I was living in West Palm Beach, Florida. And this was before I was married to my southern gentleman the love of my life and I had a delightful and really beautiful old MGB sports car you know the top down and it was white with a black stripe oh it was so cool and everything kept on breaking down on this sports car and I remember the blinkers didn't work well I didn't really mind because I always had the top down so I could use arm signals. and was no big deal. I didn't pay attention to the small things. <laughs> but one day I had an issue that I really was concerned about. And it must have been, I think, on a romantic issue. So I said, please give me a sign. And I all of a sudden got very specific. Show me with the blinkers on my car i need the blinkers to work and the right blinker will mean yes and the left blinker will mean no and i really was insistent upon this the next day i forgot completely that i had asked for the sign and i leaned over to pick something up off of the floor and I accidentally turned on the blinker and it worked it was the right-hand blinker (laughs) that was my yes answer and then I decided to hit the left-hand blinker and it didn't work it was only the right-hand side blinker oh my god you should have seen my mouth just dropped there was nothing i could do it's just sat there in pure amazement and i had my answer and an hour later (laughs) the blinker stopped working on the right hand side so my question is why do we worry why do we stress out why when we can get the answers and you know what it's never wrong just by asking for a sign you are getting outside your ego and allowing the universe to help you (laughs) and it's so simple but we always take the third dimensional route where we have got to be in control we have got to start realizing That we're humans and that there is an infinite intelligence the spiritual awareness this energy that will provide you everything and you know what's even more special is that you know beyond a shadow of the doubt when you get a sign that you are not alone the universe has your back Well, just thought I would share another important lesson in this journey we call life. Because life just doesn't have to be so difficult. There is always something greater than ourselves willing to help us in every area of our life. So let's take a fast break and we'll be right back with Phyllis King and the Energy of Abundance. That's Law of Attraction So let's get on with tonight's show. Phyllis King, author of the book The Energy of Abundance. Phyllis is an intuitive coach and speaker, mentoring thousands of people in over 20 countries. Phyllis has been featured on CBS and NBC TV and has been published in over 70 online publications. Well, welcome, Phyllis, to Law of Attraction Talk Radio. I am so thrilled that you're with me today.
0: I am thrilled to be here. Thanks for having me, Jules.
1: I um, really, really loved your book the energy of abundance. Wow, this is so timely, um, because this is a subject that everybody seems to want more information on. Uh, And I think your book delivers it. So before we get into your book, though, let's talk uh, a little bit about your background, because they call you the common sense psychic. Uh, Tell us, how did you get in or how did you discover your talents?
0: Um, Thank you, and thank you, by the way, for your kind words on the book. You know, I started having experiences with the intangible becoming tangible around the age of five, wow. uh, various things all the way through elementary school, experiences with precognition in my teens. Um, so I, I was always having experiences. I didn't know they were psychic or anything else. I just didn't really pay a lot of attention to them. I just sort of noted them and tucked them away. Uh, when I was 19, a friend of mine who who'd passed away in a car accident, and here's the kicker, um, showed up in my house looking like a person. And Mm -hmm. that was a terrifying experience, but also a life-changing, awe-inspired experience. And that particular incident... Uh, really catapulted me into trying to discover what this stuff was that had been happening to me. And it was at that point I realized I wanted to take charge of it, that I no longer wanted things to just happen to me. And that's what really got me into this direction in life.
1: Wow. So did your friend even realize that she was dead? Did you have to tell her? Did you have to help her through it? But it was so new to you.
0: Well, actually, what's funny, Jules, it was a man, it was a boy, oh. and he wasn't even a great friend of mine. He was someone in my circle of friends, and we weren't really close, but there was a, there's a story that goes behind it that's too long to recount for purposes of our time together, but there was a moment of gratitude exchanged, and you know, when I look back on that, which is now 30 years ago, you know, I I feel like it was really meant to open me up in some way, that that really was the purpose. And it was a moment of gratitude, but also something to open me up to myself.
1: Wow. Wow. That's very profound. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I'm sure you carried over that gratitude into everything. You, you, that's kind of, the gratitude is the surrender of it all. When you give Hill gratitude, it's like, everything else goes away, right? Well, that's
0: certainly my perspective in that, you know, I think I saw an article a few weeks ago on the Huffington Post. Oprah said, the only prayer you ever need to say is thank you. Mm. And that's sort of the crux of if we can expand our perspective to appreciate life, whatever there is to appreciate, that that's really the zone we want to live in.
1: So is do you attribute that to becoming an abundance expert Uh
0: somewhat because uh, again it was a personal journey for me at the beginning I had no intention of ever becoming a professional psychic or doing this work <laughs> as a living it wasn't like I thought oh one day when I grow up I want to be a professional psychic I was really just exploring myself and trying to understand it but psychic readings came really naturally And then at one point I began to do it professionally and I got bored, essentially, that was the first piece of just answering yes or no, you're going to get that job or yes or no, that Mm. person Uh, is going to love you or not. And then I began to feel sort of an ethical responsibility to tell them why and why things are happening and why you're not going to get that job. And that required more deep spiritual study and understanding, you know, the laws of the universe, laws of attraction, to the degree we have that information available. And so they kind of went hand in hand. And then for my own personal flavor, it was... I asked myself this question, what has made the difference for me and what has always made the difference for me in my life is what am I doing here on this planet? What's my purpose? Mm. What's what's my reason for being here? And so that thing I call looking at a person's blueprint, if you will, has been the cornerstone of all my work. Who are you first? What are you here to contribute and then how do I help you? get there and get through the blocks and such that are impeding you and that it all ties together in terms of abundance and how to get in the flow and how to receive and you know it just all takes you to one thing to the next thing to the next to the next and then the last part of the story is that uh, there was a period of time where I felt like I was always after the money where's the money where's the money am I gonna be able to pay this can I afford that and I was sick to death of worrying about it, sick to death. And you know, you, I, I can't even express to you with enough emotion how yeah. fatigued I was with always worrying about, is there enough? And that really catapulted me into um, studying abundance from that perspective. And then ultimately I realized it doesn't matter what you're trying to create, money, love, it doesn't really matter. There's there's a formula that translates in every area. and And I'm thankful to say that I've mastered that.
1: Wow. How wonderful. So let's go on with that, because you you uh, talk about in your book, the energy game. Mm -hmm. So what is your definition of energy?
0: Everything. Yeah, (laughs) everything (laughs) tangible, intangible, seen, not seen you know, everything is energy, plain and simple, that this universe is energetically based, it's atoms and molecules, particles moving around, and that's how actually I perceive life, and I always have, Um, it's been my natural state of awareness to see things moving, and to see patterns, which is also why I was attracted to, uh, in college, sociology, which is a study of trends and things, it just made so much sense to me, Um, so yeah, it's, all these things moving around and how do we interact with that and so that's my basic definition
1: so can when you see this can you see when we can manipulate the energy or can you see when we can create something
0: Oh, absolutely. I mean, when I'm reading someone, I call that, you know, I'm looking at the potentials in their space. I'm looking at spiritually what they want to accomplish. And I'm looking at the ego's perspective of what they believe is possible. And those are the two pieces I'm working with. And you used a word, can we manipulate the energy? We can manipulate our own energy Mm. for certain. And that's really what it's about, our own personal universe. Can we You know, if you want to, for lack of a better terminology, rev up your own space. You know, I liken it to that, you know, those, those drag racing cars, those cars with the big wheels and the long nose Yeah. and that, those drag racing wheels and they rev their engines up and the tires are spinning smoke and then they shoot out. Well, we're kind of doing that when we're trying to magnetize something into consciousness. We are generating a field of... I want to experience these certain feelings. What does abundance feel like to me? Does it feel like I have lots of time? Does it feel like I have a lot of love? Does it feel like I can do whatever I want? What does it feel like? And then we just behave in our emotions as if it's actually occurring and we're revving up that energy and consciousness doesn't recognize real or imagined and it says, oh, okay, there's abundance. There's there's that juicy delicious stuff and it reacts to what we have said is true for us and that's in essence the energy game that we can actually play that by generating those types of you know that fervor in our own energy
1: so what stops us from uh actually manifesting what stops us is it limiting beliefs is it the way that we react is it our unworthiness what is it
0: Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) Check, check, check. (laughs) Most people, and I mean this is a generality, but most of the time, people don't believe they deserve. Um, Mm. There's usually something stuck in there um, that they don't believe they deserve. They can have it. They don't believe they're smart enough to do it. And truly, what that it always boils down to, in my point of view, is a core. Uh, schism in their relationship to the divine. They have not built a relationship of trust with the consciousness that gave them life and put them here. Um, And that usually needs to be developed more. They just don't have practice with how that exchange process really works. And they're operating on a set of beliefs from the ego's point of view, which is usually expectation-based, outcome-based, time-based it needs to happen at this certain time in this certain way and there's a lot of control mm. around that oh yeah. and uh, so learning you know breaking through that particular limiting belief system as you called it is is what I see a lot of
1: now you said that you got to that place where you just got sick and tired <laughs> Of feeling the lack. And yes. boy, I don't know a person who, who could say that they actually enjoy that, Because, <laughs> but yet everybody does go through that. So is that what you're talking about as far as being limited? I mean, that that's a common lack feeling that we're all up against right now, today, in this world, in this economy. So how do you break free of that?
0: Uh, It's a it's a combination of things. I would say courage is one of those pieces that we have to take a stand at some point. In life, and in, in various ways, and say, What am I going to align with as my truth? Am I going to align, you know, it's either fear or love in some form. Am I going to align with this limited perspective, or am I going to align with an abundant perspective? And for me, I would say, in my moment of truth, or that time when I finally just said, Okay, I know what the principle is. Am I going to give myself to it or am I going to continue to struggle? Struggle meaning I'm going to consent to worry. I'm going to consent to I don't have enough and run that story in my mind and hence continuing to create more of the same. And I actually created this method, you probably saw it in the book, where I slapped myself on the forehead to get my attention. And then I would just struggle my way through it (sighs) until I got to that place of surrender and said, I'm just not going to fight this anymore. I'm going to trust that life is going to provide for me. And that was a turning point. And after I took that step to say, I'm just not going to struggle against it anymore, everything started to change for me. And that positive reinforcement that you get. That first time, that second time you see it work out for you is where you begin to build, and then you have practice. You have you have experience. It says, "Yeah, this really does work," and it becomes easier and easier and easier to consent and just don't. You don't even bother going to any of those contracted places any longer.
1: That is so good. I I really like that, um, I, I, because I think it's right on target. We just have to get to that place where we can start. We just need to give up, yes, you know we don 't need to have those feelings, and there were times that I was so sick and tired of it, too, and I was <laughs> in the law of attraction, right, and i just yeah. got I just got sick of it yeah. but but the truth is, you know what turned it around for me what? is that I started meditating every single morning and started oh. doing the bliss and I am, and I started doing. The the mantras and everything and it I did it for a period of time and was really strict with it and um, Every single morning for like 21 days and it just totally eased Everything where I could get into that frame of mind and it literally Changed the way I started thinking about life. It's like wow. I had the moment of trust that the universe has my back
0: I love that what a beautiful story and it just and it really illustrates there's really not one way to get it done to get the job done it's really that you connect to it and and you commit to it
1: yeah that's true so your your book um you have three top questions that people need to ask themselves so that they can expand into abundance what are those three top questions
0: you know well the first thing is do I believe it's possible Mm. you know do I and do I believe I'm worth it Mm. you know and and do and can I commit to myself there's I mean that's really it I mean there's there's always three questions that go to the next three questions but it's really will I commit to myself do I believe it's possible and will I give myself permission to have I mean that's really the crux of it and depending upon how you answer those questions tells you everything and uh, and then you have to take it to the next step if you don't believe why not if you're not going to give yourself permission then why not And will you commit to yourself or why not? And then you you take it to the next logical step.
1: Oh, that's very powerful. That is so good. So um, with this book, you not only talk about uh, money or finances, you talk about love and career and even health. Yes. It's all areas of the life.
0: Well, Everything's connected, you know. I think people tend to think my finances are over here, and my love is over here, and my job's up there. But they're all connected. Sometimes we're higher functioning in certain areas than others, but th- there's always a strand that runs through everything that's that's universal in our in our process, our individual consciousness. And if we have a belief in any form of limitation, it's going to show up. It's going to show up somewhere um, at some point in every area of our life. So when it comes to how to create, it's always about moving into an expanded vision and what's stopping me from doing that. Mm -hmm. And it's just the same with whatever you want to bring into your experience.
1: So because you can see this energy, let me put out something that I've noticed and I don't know how to explain it. Okay. When you um, uh, take an action step, Is it putting into that energy field, even though your response back is not in that direction? It can come back to you and totally different, you know? Do you Mm -hmm. see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. How is that possible? You know, if I put down... um, uh, that i want something in this direction but i don't get it i get something much better from another direction hmm. what how does that how does that energy transform
0: well what you're talking about to me how i received that what you just said was that first you detached from the outcome i would like this or something better and you really released control of it and put it up to infinite potential and, and you were open to receive the highest whatever uh, was available to you. You weren't going to limit it to what your definition of it was. Maybe it's, you know, a Mercedes Benz, but then you get a, a Bentley. I mean, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that you just opened yourself up to receive and you got out of the way. And you let that divine loving presence be the determiner of what would be your highest good.
1: So then the key is... To take an action step because you're generating the energy and then to let go of the outcome.
0: Absolutely a hundred percent, you know, and I, you probably read in the book one I learned early on, a surefire way to make sure I don't get what I want is to
1: attach to it. <laughs> Interesting. It, it, uh, I, so is there any other way that we can detach other than surrender, or is that really the only way?
0: Well, I mean, what we're talking about is um, a practice, something mm. that you learn. Uh, it's through courage and determination to live a certain way in life that is worry-free and that, so that life doesn't contain a lot of effort. And, you know, so it's an ongoing process of choosing to feel Um, abundant or at ease and if we notice in our bodies we are contracted in any way that are emotionally that we are agitated if we notice these things that that's what we need to deal with and just taking care of that is enough to help uh, detach us if you will from these other things that Mm -hmm. being in the present moment if you will in the now of course as Eckhart Tolle is telling us you know that solves it you can't be in two places at one time essentially
1: right oh that's very good so when people come to this planet before they're born do they plan out their life's purpose Mm
0: -hmm. well from what I know I've seen and experienced in my life and certainly from my reading style we have a blueprint Um, And we can have more than one blueprint if you ascribe to past lives or reincarnation. Um, And that's what I look at in people's space. And most of the time there are three or four themes which include any number of things from what I want to do for a career to what I want to heal to who I want to engage with and resolve karma, whatever. There's there's a a handful of things they want to get done on the planet Um, and those are fixed somewhat and then it it, it looks like a schematic and then you can color in the rest And so that's the free will portion everyone doesn't always fulfill all the uh, objectives they have it's like well maybe I want to get a triple PhD in this lifetime well maybe you'll get a double PhD (laughs) you won't make it all the way but I do see that people have a certain amount of predestined um, plans, based upon a whole number of factors.
1: So it's our intent to fulfill as many as those as we can. Mm-hmm.
0: I think it's a, a, a fulfillment. It's a healing. It's a resolution of karma, and it's a way to contribute. And you know, and from my particular point of view, I, I think that spiritually. We have to always expand. That's how the God consciousness itself it continues to expand through us expanding. Uh, it's not just about karma. So you know, there's many dimensions and different ways to look at the life process.
1: Mm. Wow, that sounds so fascinating. Mm. So you get to you help people with um, discovering their life purpose.
0: I do. Um, and most of the time people know it um, but it's if they don't know it it's just covered up because they have lost practice or touch with being in touch with themselves and as soon as I start to ask them just a handful of questions that re-engages themselves to themselves they remember what they love they remember what matters to them they remember what's important and and everything starts to make sense again so believe it or not that's pretty darn simple
1: so, really, we come into this planet re- trying to remember everything. We already know. We have our own yes. answers. But we're trying to, through people like you, hmm. we are trying to remember. And that which we resonate with is a sense of remembering.
0: I like that. That's beautiful the way you put that. Yes, I, I would agree with that.
1: Wow, Okay. You know, the other day I got an email from someone who is, actually is channels quite a bit and talks to their spirit guides and everything, which is wonderful. But they were um, a little upset that we focus so much on wealth instead on uh, the spiritual aspect. But isn't it true that it's kind of goes hand in hand? I mean, I, I didn't know really how to answer this question. So I was hoping that maybe you could tell me do we focus too much? Is it bad? Or is it just that we're conditioned to do it?
0: Well, I think that especially in present day culture, you know, we are concerned about our physical well being. And you know there are a lot a lot of our attention is drawn to you know how do we sustain and what's what matters. And I you know, I don't think one discussion is better than the other, because it's all the same, anyhow. the The same fundamental principles always apply, no matter what you're talking about. And if the hot button issue or a group of people are significantly interested in talking about financial wealth, it doesn't mean it's an inane or a benign discussion. There's always ways to talk about it that are valuable, and. And it's all the same. All, all roads lead to the same conclusion is what I'm saying. So however, you know, it's what language we're speaking at the moment. Um, yeah. And, and for me particularly, I don't really have an attachment to I'll talk about whatever anybody wants to talk about. I love to talk. so, And I love to hear what people have to say. And, and it's, it's really about connecting. And, and are we feeling, are we having a good time while we're doing it?
1: That is a very good point. And you said the word connecting. Mm -hmm. Sometimes people, because of the way we grew up and trying or being forced into conforming, our connection is then the success, how to gauge success. And that is through money. That Mm -hmm. is through the deposits. So I think in this day and age that people are. That's how they, the only way they know how to connect into being successful is not the spiritual, but thinking that the money is their connection to life. That's their freedom. Mm-hmm. And that's where they may have ignored the spiritual aspect.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, money is certainly a, an amazing tool. and Yeah, uh, it is. And, and there's no... But there's no, there's no limited supply of money right. or any other vibration to go around. But eventually what I find is that with few exceptions, most people, people at some point in their life they still have to come to that question to what makes me feel like me and what really ma- brings happiness and joy to me and you know I coach a lot of people in their mid-40s and mid-50s who've had successful careers in some way and they come to me and they say you know I've, I've got a great lucrative income I've got a house I got a mortgage I've got a few kids I am miserable yeah what empty. did I do wrong? How do I, how do I get that? How do I get to a happiness? And, and then we begin to have a great discussion.
1: So obtaining money through the understanding of your own personal power of your energy to create would be that spiritual aspect that some people are missing. A lot of people are just going out and doing the actions, but they're missing the spiritual aspect.
0: Well, if you don't see it as a collaborative Mm. And you don't see the creation of any form of abundance as a contribution, then you're sort of not getting the full the the full uh, bounce of it all. It's like we're creating value when you create value and give value in life. That's where abundance comes in on the effortless plane, if you want to call it that, and. Uh, And as soon as people honor their contributions and see the value of themselves or what they do, you know, money flows Mm. forever. And, And that's why the life purpose question is always so important in the abundance equation, whether it's love or money because if you're not resonating those frequencies into consciousness you're sort of muting yourself you're smalling yourself down you're not you're not living your highest vibration frequencies but when you're on purpose and you're feeling contributory and valuing yourself your contributions seeing why they matter you're in the zone
1: wow i love that so let's talk about love because that's a subject on a lot of people's minds um how do i find or how do i bring that person to me mm-hmm. what what am i doing how come i can't bring that person to me after all these years now uh, i'm doing a, a a singles cruise right and so i've got Ooh, a little fun yeah it is fun <laughs> so i'm i'm Bringing a lot of older women, and they're saying, you know, I've been single a long time. I just don't get why I can't attract a person to me.
0: Well, and there there's several reasons. There's not one specific one for that question, but you know, and I've been teaching a love class for many years at this point, and there's a combination of elements that most people have to look at you know and and the first is in their beliefs and in their habits you know what do they really believe is true what do they really believe is possible kind of like the questions we asked earlier do I even believe he she person exists do I believe love is possible you know and am I behaving as a force for love and life or you know or am i resentful do i have resentments and do i have people i need to forgive and am i behaving as a loving person in life am I recognizing love when it shows up or do I have a laundry list of expectations that uh, an individual has to meet before I will open my heart you know so there's the beliefs you know does it exist there's the past time wounding have I come to completion with that and do I have a new vision of love fulfilled what it actually can be and do I have a plan to get there Uh, because we change so much over the lifetime and our experiences influence and they write on the slate of who we are and we do so much on autopilot we really have to engage actively to see where all those pieces are on our on our love plate and do we need to move a few pieces around and typically once people take a look at those specific areas I just mentioned and, and get an assessment and just to have a few minor modifications they'll notice things start to change Um, But that's sort of the the general answer to that question.
1: You know, I have a a friend who is 70 years old, and and she's quite attractive. And, you know, son of a gun, at the age of 69, she found love. Yep. And I looked at her, and I thought, okay, now why is it that a person that's 69 and 70 can bring love to them? And I was looking that, wow, she really believes in herself. She really thinks she's wonderful.
0: That's such an amazing point, Jules. And there's a place in my love class where I actually, we work on that in the class itself. And we get everybody in the class to a point where they're like, "Uh, yeah, I absolutely rock I am amazing and not from a narcissistic or self-centered point of view, but really honoring who they are and say, gosh, anyone would be fortunate to have me. I can see why I'm a great catch and really living in that space of self-love. Yeah. And yeah,
1: that's where that's, that's so good that You are helping people to get to that point. And I could see because of your intuition and your psychicness, you can zone in and see people where they stand with that issue way before they can see it.
0: Well, I would say that's probably true. I, I, you know, because I'm not next to it the way, you know, we're next to our own issues. And, you know, and then I use a book too called Calling in the One, which has a series of exercises in it um, that are fantastic. I've been using it for several years and it's a cumulative process that takes people through looking at themselves and their history and the relationships and their body and you know and their vision of love fulfilled and you know and between that and my own skill sets it, it works really well and it's it's a fun fun process to do with people
1: Wow yeah that's great you just se- seem like you've got it so together and that you can mm-hmm. really help so many people this book is absolutely wonderful and that we know That there are what maybe a hundred thousand law of attraction books out there, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But what is it in your view makes this so outstanding?
0: Well, you are so very kind, and thank you, thank you so much for all that warmth you displayed on me. Um, I I think that my book is pretty darn specific, Mm -hmm. and you know, I give some specific tools and exercises in the book anybody can try on, you know, and even in our discussion, you know, how you and I have come to our awareness was different. But, you know, it's at least it's a model to say, here's a way you can actually try it. But I think I have outlined the very specific steps that you have to, you have to get to, however you get there, whether my way or your way, that you have to master those steps in terms of, you know, am I going to be, uh, honor love or fear you know when am I gonna commit to myself you know can't do I have trust you know do I know how to surrender H- have I learned how to manage my internal dialogue in my world so that I can maintain those high-level frequencies am I doing my personal work you know and there's no way really around that piece and uh, unless you have some karmic agreement that says you come into the lifetime with enormous wealth or something like that. Um, But to get into that effortless flow that you kind of tune into abundance, which is everyone's birthright, you know, just requires fine tuning your inside game. Um, And so again, I think that I outline how to do that in the book. That was really what I tried to do.
1: Wow. Great. You brought up something that I had been wanting to ask you as well. Um, When, A person is born into a wealthy family. They have that energy around them of wealth and they live it from day to day. Now, a person who is born of poverty, how can they get into that field of feeling that energy, of correcting that energy so that they can obtain what they want?
0: Well, and of course... you it's the it's the scarcity consciousness itself that, mm. that you want to address you know you have to begin with seeing the value of where you are the value you have to learn to see value wherever you are and you know american poverty versus indian poverty looks very very different on the planet right? right right and so it's really a perspective that you're working with and so and then the tools that are available there's information everywhere now because of the internet and digital conversion all of that the tools are available everywhere to take action follow this formula follow that formula take these steps and if you have courage and if you have determination and you stay with it anybody can turn their life around and abundance doesn't mean you have five billion dollars in the bank right. it means you have your needs met and then some whenever you want it you know and that is not a number that's a state of consciousness and when you have that relationship and that awareness with the intelligence that gave you life it really doesn't matter what your numbers are you just set the intention for what it is you need on Monday or Tuesday or next year or five years from now and so long as you stay in the flow you will have your needs met mm-hmm. and so it's a different way of looking at it uh, but it really begins with turning around the scarcity consciousness and one step at a time quite frankly but then we have to stop the identification with abundance as only money
1: oh yes Good having point. a
0: loving heart possessing integrity be having compassion, being of service, uh, being peaceful. Those are high vibration frequencies. You know, you see these stories of people who have enormous amounts of money, but they're running around harried with no time and frustrated and yelling at people. That's not an abundant life you know so they say on one hand you can have abundance but then they're lying to their partner or they're beating their kids or you know they're nasty to the person on the customer service line and they're doing all these conflicting messages and so on the energy game it's like it's a lot of stops and starts It's a lot a lot of fragmentation and sort of a, a discombobulated form of how do I create what I want and 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 so all the feelings all the energies you house in your body matter because it's all connected I mean that's those stories of people you hear who are just living a, a good life being a good person and trying to be kind and be of service and contribute and then one day they won the lottery or you know they get a raise at their job or out of the blue you know because they've, they've generated a momentum of karma that is really abundant you know out of the blue something happens you know and that's The energy game as well.
1: Mm, mm, Good point. Good point. Mm -hmm. It is trying to become that peaceful person within because it's not the money. It's how you feel about yourself and how you feel about living a, a happy, generous, wonderful life.
0: Oh, you know Jules, I have this I have this workshop I've delivered for a few years called Winning the Money Game. Mm. And whenever I do that presentation, 75% of the audience is men, which is highly unusual in spiritual community. Yes. And one of my core points is always, well, do you want to know how I tripled my income? And they're like, yeah, 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 yeah. Tell me. I'm all over it. They're just on the edge of their chair. They can't wait to hear. How did you do it? And then I say, oh, well, I gave up anger towards my ex-husband. Oh, no, no, no. How'd you really do it? (laughs) And then I begin to explain the story of what anger was doing to me and when it finally released, how I was able to incorporate uh, new ideas came in about how to run my business and programs to create. And had I not let go of the anger, that next thing would have never come. That, And that just illustrates how connected everything wow. is. And had I not popped that big anger bubble in my life, the next thing couldn't have flowed in
1: i see because that anger was taking up too much space so there wasn't any space for the opportunities and all the goodies to flow in it was stopping you
0: thank you that's it
1: perfect wow this is good stuff so let's tell everyone where they can get your fabulous book the energy of abundance practical advice and spiritual wisdom to achieve anything you want in life how do we get that
0: Thank you, Jules. Uh, Well, right now it's at all the major online outlets, Barnes and Noble and Amazon. And I know it starts at the Barnes and Noble stores on July 20th and then they roll it out from there. I'm embarrassed to say I don't know all the bookstores, but I I think there's about eight or nine different chains they send it to, but certainly Barnes and Noble, um, but online for sure uh, at Amazon
1: and uh, Barnes and Noble. Okay. So it's the energy of abundance. Don't forget that title. Go there and get this book. It really, really is wonderful. Do you do private sessions or you just do workshops?
0: Um, I still do private sessions. Um, Not as many as I used to only because I'm so busy, busy. but I, I do private sessions. I do a lot of coaching and I do a lot of workshops. Oh. And I, I like to do it all, to tell you the truth, because it keeps it interesting. And I think I would miss not the intimacy of the one-on-one if I didn't have it.
1: Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. So they go to your website to find out about workshops and everything?
0: Oh, thank you. Yes, uh, phyllisking.com.
1: That's easy to remember. phyllisking.com. Oh, this is fun. Well, Phyllis, it has been delightful. I am so happy you came on to the show. I'm so glad you wrote this book because everybody needs to have it.
0: Jules, you're so very kind and warm, and I thank you for all of that. I appreciate being here today.
1: And to all my wonderful listeners, have a great week. And don't forget to ask the universe for a sign. Bye-bye for now. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll be back next week with another great show from Law of Attraction Talk Radio. If you'd like to comment on tonight's show, send an email to Jules at LOARadioNetwork.com. And have a great week. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.
0: Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh?